you know, at the end of the day, like you're here to have fun. You can't be like, I'm forcing you to go on this ride and have a great time and it will be magical. Like you can't do that. So you right. have to listen to your kids and be willing to be flexible with your plans. You're listening to episode 100 of the Fitness Empowerment Podcast, where we speak with Julie Elster all about how to double down on your Walt Disney World experience and get all the magic and more in 2019. Welcome to, or welcome back to the Fitness Empowerment Podcast. I'm your host, Danny Phillips, and my goal is to empower you to take that next step on your health and fitness journey. As a fitness, health, and lifestyle entrepreneur, I will share with you stories of triumph, struggle, optimism, and empowerment in all aspects of fitness and health from myself and many guests who have overcome the same obstacles you are working through today. Let's dive into today's topic and get you some actionable steps to apply to your journey. Welcome back to the podcast, everyone. I cannot believe this is episode 100. And I actually, this is, we're just rolling right through it. You know, we're, we're into February. Holy cow, February of 2019. We have so much to cover. I feel like I could do a new episode every day of the week and not cover all of the pieces of information about fitness and nutrition and travel and all of those things combined. But we're going to do our best. And a few key points today before we dive into the episode. The first is we are going through a review of the week and this is on a review of my healthy Disney planning guide. So if you are new here, new to the podcast, new to any of my social media, I am the author of Healthy Disney, a guide to your fit and magical vacation. And this is the first volume of many. This is your planning guide. It's currently available on Amazon in ebook format and paper book format, working on the audio format right now. So if you haven't seen that yet, if you're planning a Disney World vacation, if you're trying to be healthy and keep your exercise regimen on point while you're on vacation, this is a must read or must listen to for you. So for this review, this review is from The Body Electric Tattoo, and it is titled, What an Eye Opener, with three exclamation points. As someone who has been on a weight loss health journey for some time, it never occurred to me that you could have a wonderful vacation and still stay on your goals. The author, Miss Phillips, delves into eating at Disney like I have never seen before. She lists everything with precision and points even the novice in the right direction, no matter what their path. I had zero idea all the options available. Not only does Miss Phillips go through the early stages of planning, she takes your hand and guides you step-by-step step through what could be a very stressful experience for the dieter. 
There is a by the numbers guide to everything from pre-planning time to meal plan purchasing to daily meal goals to snacking daily. She even tells you what exercise facilities are available in every lodging. What I thought was really great, she includes downloads for help. Every checklist that keeps the scattered dieter or tourist on track, she creates it for them. I was blown away. She couldn't have made it easier for you. She even helps walk you through meal planning and trip booking on your phone, if that's how you like to work it out. Overall, a great read. I could not do this without the guide. It makes Disney healthy eating worlds less scary and much more exciting. So holy cow, thank you so much from the Body Electric Tattoo. One of my goals is to seriously break it down to the really actionable steps and make it so easy for you when you say, how do I decide on my lodging facility or how do I do something on the My Disney Experience app? I want to show you the screenshots. I want to give you the actionable step-by-step-by-step process, not just give you the theory or what you should do, but the how. So thank you so much for this review. This is amazing. I cannot wait to see how this helps other people decide if they do or don't want to read the book or listen to it. And if you want your free copy of the Healthy Disney Planning Guide, I'm doing weekly giveaways now that the paperback version is out. And all you have to do is head on over to this podcast, whether you're listening to it on iTunes, SoundCloud, Anchor, whatever the podcast hosting platform that you're listening to it is, and Make sure you're subscribed and then leave an honest rating and review. And then you could be the next winner of a healthy Disney planning guide. So that's all you have to do. It takes two minutes to go leave a review, if that, and just your honest feedback. It doesn't have to be a five-star rating. It needs to be an honest rating. So I would love to hear your thoughts and moving on. Before we dive into the episode and I give you an overview of what's going on in this podcast, I want to let you know we had a few interruptions and extra noises, so bear with us. We were dealing with kids and dogs, and so most of that I was able to cut out pretty well. But the last about 15 minutes, something happened to my audio. You can hear Julie absolutely fine. My voice got really, really low in volume levels. I don't know what happened. We did recognize it, but I couldn't figure out what the issue was at the time, so... It is what it is. I've done my best to kind of bring the volume up in certain places, but just keep that in mind as you're listening. You can still hear me, but if you have a loud background going on while you're listening, you may not be able to hear me towards the end of this podcast. But without further ado, let's dive in to this episode. A quick overview on what we talk about today. So Julie's going to give us the scoop on Double Your WDW, which is a website and podcast that was started to help first-timers plan their Walt Disney World vacation. And her realization and inspiration started with a family trip to Walt Disney World with four generations of family members involved. They were overwhelmed. Julie was doing all the planning, and she wanted to make sure that it was that she could create this one-stop shop that was easy to navigate for anybody coming after her that wants to plan a Disney vacation and really get the most out of it. So 
She wants to give you a, an, a real reality of planning a trip with kids, the pros and cons of different resorts and theming and transport. She gives us some stories and experiences of how you can be flexible with your plan at Walt Disney World, as well as how you can make sure there's some structure in there. So she talks about the types of content that you'll find on her website and the different types of information that you'll find on her podcast. She tells us what's coming up at Walt Disney World in 2019, and even touches on how to do Disney as an adult instead of just with kids. So there's a little bit of something for everybody here, whether you're a parent or you're looking to go maybe for a honeymoon. She's got all the up-to-date information on Walt Disney World. So let's dive in and please welcome Julie Elster of Double Your WDW. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Fitness Empowerment Podcast. My name is Danny. I am your host, and I'm your resource for fitness, food, and travel. And I'm here today with Julie Elster, who is the owner and host of the Double Your WDW Podcast. Say that five times fast, right? <laughs> so <laughs> welcome, Julie. Yeah, did you do that Hi. on purpose? <laughs> yeah, you know, I got everybody who says it, they're always like, oh, what? Like, oh, I'm not going to forget that or say that. 10 times fast. Yeah. So it definitely gets people to remember it. Oh my gosh. Should do a, a, like a, an Instagram story challenge and see how well yeah. people do it. <laughs> I'm taking notes right now. Right. Um, so Julie and I have been talking for a few minutes already just about kids and Disney and how to make all those things happen. Or in my case, how I can be prepared to just figure it out when it does happen one day. <laughs> Um, but before we dive into everything, I want you guys to get to know Julie and a little bit about her life. So we're going to dive into some rapid fire questions to help y'all get to know her. Julie, you ready? I think so. Rapid fire is a little intimidating. Okay, I'm ready. I know. All right, I let's think do you it. should know all the answers to these though. <laughs> I hope, yeah, I hope so. Yeah. Okay. Where were you born and raised? I live right outside of Chicago. I was born and raised in this area, um, just north of Chicago. Okay, sweet. And where do you live now? I still live just north of Chicago. Still I've lived in okay. other places, but this is where I ended up settling. Okay. Okay. I've been to Chicago once. Had a blast. Would totally go back. It's um, very cold right now. It's like, yeah, I would go back there's a foot of snow and it's unbelievably cold. Yeah. It's funny. It's 32 degrees here in Louisiana today. That's really cold for me. I'm sure it's way colder by you. <laughs> it is. It's it's been like zero recently. Oh my gosh! I need more cold zero degrees. Like just a couple. <laughs> these are the days when people are like, "Oh, are you ever going to move to Orlando?" I'm like, maybe. Like when it's these Summer cold home, days. Yeah. Degrees, like <laughs> doesn't sound bad. Mm -hmm, definitely not. So, what are your daily non-negotiables? Hmm. Uh, I would say I have to have some me time and my family all knows this. So during the week at like 6 PM, I'm done. Like after dinner, I am done. That is time for me to read, to get some work done, to let's do a podcast, to go for a walk, you know, whatever it might be. These it's, I, I am done with my mom duties. I'm done working so that I think my family all knows every day after dinner, mom's off the clock. It's over. That's awesome. And that's, I think more moms need that. They definitely don't allow themselves to have that me time. So I love that that, that is a non-negotiable for you and your family knows yeah. it. Yes, they all know it. <laughs> hey, mom has to stop after, after dinner time. Oh, that's a good rule. I wonder yeah. if that works for non-moms too. 
Hey, honey. I no, couldn't. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like so, if I had a nickel for every time someone said, hey, mom, oh yeah. my gosh, I'd be the richest person. Oh man, you should start implementing that. Say, if you're going to ask me that after six, you owe me a nickel. <laughs> I might. Yeah. So what then is your favorite hobby outside of your work hours? Um, so every weekend I do an aerial class, like an aerial fitness. We do trapeze. Oh, cool. Climb the silks. Yes. Like the Lyra, which is like the big, um, like a hula hoop kind of thing. Okay. I'm terrible at it, but it is so much fun. Like I'm so not graceful. (laughs) A ton of fun. And like you go there and you just, you feel so empowered when like you're going and you are trying different things and doing tricks on a trapeze, like it's just wild. So this has been for the last like year or so, my new absolute favorite hobby and I'm terrible at it, but I'm so much stronger because of like, like physically stronger because of it. Like I can climb a silk to the ceiling, like, you know, a Cirque du Soleil, you know, they climb up on like, not ropes, it's silk. So it looks so easy. (laughs) It's not easy for me. I come down and I'm like, Ooh, like I'm winded, <laughs> but, but it's the fact that I can do it. And it's like, it's such an amazing feeling. So that's been like my new obsession or newish for the past year or so, I would say. That is so cool. Oh my gosh. It's the coolest thing. Anybody who lives in this area, like North of Chicago, it's called monkey aerial arts. I cannot speak highly enough because there like are so few places that do stuff like this. So when I found it, I was like, how is this? Like, how have I not seen this before? How is this not a thing that everybody does? Yeah. The feeling you get after doing tricks on a trapeze, it's like- I can't imagine. I I was a gymnast, but we didn't use the trapeze. (laughs) So that is very cool. It takes a a whole, like there is some like gymnastics type and dance as well involved, but it's so much more than that. It's so much strength and like core strength. Like even just getting on the trapeze- takes an incredible amount of core strength that in the beginning, like I wasn't even close and now I can get up and on and like, it's, it's, it's crazy. I might have to research that. I wonder if there's anything like that by me. I don't know. I'll let you know. You can find one. Like there are people in my class who drive from Wisconsin. Like they drive like an hour to get to the class. That's crazy. That's really great. (laughs) My dogs was like, Hey mom, and that's okay. Go lay down, go lay down. He has one of those tails that will like knock your head off. Go lay down, buddy. <laughs> um, okay. So that brings me to what's your favorite type of fitness? And I'm, I'm guessing I know the answer to that. <laughs> right, yeah. Right now, it's <laughs> this aerial class, I think I, for the longest time I did um, like the high interval training where, you know, you can really, you can do it in 20 minutes and it mm-hmm. was really great and effective, but it just, it got really boring after a while. And yeah. so I, like really searching for something else. And I was trying all sorts of different classes. And my husband and I, we were going out to dinner one night and there's a sushi place right next to my class. We just happened to like walk by and see people in the window doing this stuff. And he was the one who pushed me to do it. He was like, this is a thing that you would do. He's like, you need to do this. That's so cool. He knows you well then. (laughs) Oh yes. Yes. Yeah. He loves when I come home on the weekend and show him like pictures. And so he was like, look what I did. Yes. Oh, that's so fun. So fun. Yeah. It's awesome. Okay. And then favorite type of food? Uh, Just one. (laughs) Um, All right. Two. (laughs) So right now 
I I think I'm like obsessed with sushi. There's a place by me that does like the sushi burritos. I don't know if you've Ooh. ever had that. Yeah, I've not had it, but I've heard of it. Huh. Oh okay. yeah, it's so like burrito. Instagram, you know? Like, yeah, is it okay? <laughs> yeah. It's so good. So that I think is my newest food obsession. And for dessert, anything chocolate. If there's chocolate on it, then I'm eating it. So I hear you on that one. <laughs> yeah. All right. Outside of Walt Disney World, what is your favorite dream travel destination? Uh, probably my favorite trip I've ever been on was to Italy. I was a history major in college. And so just, just so it's so beautiful and there's so much history. But that was so many years ago. I'd love to go back. Oh, cool. Going back. Put it on the bucket list, right? Yeah. <laughs> Someday. Mm-hmm. What was the last drink you grabbed out of the fridge? Probably Diet Coke. I okay. am, I apologetically <laughs> drink so much Diet Coke. It's like one of those things where I like, mm, I'm sorry, like you feel the need to apologize for it all the time. Cause everybody's like, no, LaCroix, I think LaCroix is gross. I won't hey, drink that. If you don't like it, then, then I know I want to like it so badly. It's one of those things that I'm like, oh, it's flavored water. I should love yeah. this. Have you tried no. Zevia? No, what's Zevia? So it's it's like different sodas. It's like it's another sparkling water, but it's sweetened with stevia instead of sugar. Oh, I'm just saying yeah. it's an option to try. <laughs> if you yeah, don't like I, it, you don't like it. Yeah, <laughs> I'll have to look into that. Yeah, so, yeah I don't. Probably a diet caffeine free Coke would be my guess. <laughs> okay, okay. Last book or podcast you listen to and recommend? Um. I'm obsessed with memoirs. Like if I'm going to read, it's, I, I really am into uh, nonfiction. And I think the last one that I really, really enjoyed was called um, Educated by Tara okay. Westover. Okay. It's fantastic. She tells the story of growing up in what's essentially with abusive parents and like emotionally abusive and they would like gaslight her and they would prevent her from getting an education And so this is like her story of how she managed to get an education on her own, like teach herself, end up going to school on her own and how that impacted her relationship with her family. And it was like, I can't, if anybody has ever dealt with parents or family members who were toxic or abusive, like this is a great story to read that like you can live your life and be you and you don't have to deal with these toxic people who are trying to control certain aspects of your life. Gotcha. Wow. Really powerful. It was was very powerful. I highly recommend it. It was a great read. Awesome. You said it was called educated, educated by Tara Westover. Okay. I'm, I'm taking notes so that we can put it in the show notes. Tara Westover. Okay. So what is exciting for you right now? I think just my business right now. I've been working on it for the last year or so, and it's just, it's my obsession. Yeah. (laughs) It's my baby. It's my life. It's my everything at the moment. Yeah. I totally get that by looking through your website. So I'm excited to dive into it a little bit more. But last, last question for rapid fire. What are you grateful for today? Uh, I think my very supportive husband, he, I think when I started a business where I was like, I'm going to do a business focused around Disney world. A lot of people are like, what? Like they don't, they don't necessarily get it. And they're like, um, 
Like, don't people do that already? Or like, you know what? Like they don't, are you going to be a travel agent? Like people don't necessarily get what I'm trying to do, like friends and family. My husband has been extremely supportive and has been behind me a hundred percent. And now that like things are taking off and people are finally starting to like get it and see what I'm doing. Like, it's great to know that he's been there since the beginning to really like love and support and help me along the way. So he's my number one fan and I am his number one fan. Yes. What a great answer. That's okay. (laughs) Like who else would you want to be your number one fan than the person that you're spending, you know, your life with? That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, it was hard at first when people were like, I don't understand what you're trying to do. And he was like, don't, it's like, don't worry about it. Like they'll under, like once you launch everything and things start moving along, people will understand. And now that it's become a successful business and people get it, he's like, you see, like you just, you just needed to just push through it and keep going and just have that mindset. And he was right. And it's great to have somebody like that in your corner. Oh, that's beautiful. And that is a perfect lead in to getting into the rest of the episode because I want to start off with what is W your now I can't even say it. Yes. W your WDW. Can you give us the, the scoop on it? Like how did it start? You know, where did the ideas come from? How just give us the good stuff. Yeah. So I was inspired to start a website to help really mostly first timers going to Disney world and anybody who's listening, who has not been to Disney world it's, or hasn't been since like the 1990s, it's a ridiculous amount of planning. And I've been going since I was, um, a little kid. Like we used to drive there when I was younger from Chicago to Orlando and we drive every year and then going as an adult, like it's just changed so much where you need to reserve rides ahead of time and restaurants. And this is all stuff you have to do like six months in advance. Like it's just wild and so much planning is involved. So after we went on a big trip with my entire family, not, not just like my husband and kids, but my brothers, my two brothers, their wives, their kids, my parents, and my grandparents. So there were four generations of us all there together on one trip. So after planning that, and I was the only one, I was like, yeah, like we got to be up at 6 a.m. to book this stuff. <laughs> and they're like, are you out of your mind? Like they thought I was crazy. And I'm trying to explain it to them. I'm like, no, really, like you have to be up like, if you want to go on some of these rides. So seeing, them want to enjoy it, but not really understand how much planning is involved. I was like, okay, clearly there's, I can help here. Like clearly there's a need for somebody to like walk people through these steps, to give them tips, to help them book things. And so that was really the inspiration was my own family. (laughs) And seeing as I was the only one who was like super into that, like, okay, I, I'm ready to, to help anybody who needs help. Awesome. And then, so I assume that you were doing all the planning. So where were you finding that there was a, kind of a gap in the industry? You were looking for all these resources, but it wasn't getting you the planning that you wanted, right? Yeah. Yeah. The issue that I was having was there are a million just like blogs. So mm-hmm. there are so many like fan blogs out there, but that doesn't help if I'm like, okay, but like, what do I, like, what rides should I be fast? Like, does every ride need a fast pass? Like I, you know what I mean? So trying to explain it to my family and I was like, well, I'm sure I can find something explaining it and trying to find websites online to help them 
was impossible. And so I would search, you know, I would just like be Google searching or I'd be looking on Pinterest and everything I'd find would be like from 2012 or, you know, it's things that are out of date. So trying to find stuff that is not just fan base and the fan base stuff is great. Like I enjoy reading it, but that's only helpful if you're already familiar Mm -hmm. with how Walt Disney World works. If you don't know that you have to be up six months in advance to book stuff, you're not going to be able to get the restaurants you want. And like, yeah, it can be annoying or frustrating for some people, but that's the reality of it. And if you don't have a grasp on that, you're going to miss out on stuff. So I try and offer people like, here's how you do it. Or if you like, here are travel agents who can help you. Or so it's like, I try and give people resources depending on their personality. Some people want to book everything themselves. Some people want somebody else to do it. So I'm here to try and help people to guide them along on their vacation, their planning of their yeah. Disney World. I love that. So you want to be the one-stop shop for, hey, if I need to plan my trip, let me go figure out how to do that. And this is where yeah. all my resources are going to be versus spending weeks yeah. and weeks and weeks searching all over the internet. Yeah. And I also wanted to make sure that my website, not only was it a one-stop shop, but that it's easy to navigate because that was the other issue I'd have. So I'd be on a website and I'm like, I can't find what I'm looking for. (laughs) So I'm constantly trying to like clean up my website and make sure that it's like, all right, do I have drop downs that make sense? Do I have, like, if I'm just somebody who's never been to Disney, am I going to look at this and understand what I'm looking at? Like, I'm really trying to make it as simple as possible for anybody who's trying to plan their trip and seeing the horror on my mom's face when I was like, mom, you have to be up to book six months in advance. She was just like, no, mm -mm, nope, nope. So Mm -hmm. it's like, if I can make this easier, then that's my goal. That's what I want to do. Awesome. So give us a rundown then. What do people find on your site? Is it like blogs? Is it videos? Is it a combination? I I know you have a lot of stuff on there. So walk us through what we can find. I try and do a little bit of everything. So I do, I write a lot. Like I try to write at least once a week and it's all like, again, it's not like fan articles. It's like, all right, you're interested in going in the month of March. Well, here are the festivals at Epcot. Here's what's going on, you know, weather-wise. Here's what, so it's like, I try to write things that are going to be practical and useful. I also have a podcast that is devoted to Disney World planning. Mm-hmm. So the WWW podcast is all just like, here are ways to plan the best trip possible. So I have that. I also do videos because videos are my least favorite. I'm, I'm going to be really? honest. They're my <laughs> least favorite to do. I get so self-conscious, but uh, in talking to just people on social media and stuff, that's people who follow me. That's what uh, like a lot of people, that's how they absorb their content and everybody's different. Some people prefer the the podcast. I like reading, like that's me, but, but other people prefer videos. So I try and do videos explaining how things work and how to book certain things. So I try and do a little bit of everything just so whatever your, your preference is for Mm -hmm. consumption, it's there for you. Yes. I love that. And it's so true. Cause, and I try to do the same thing and sometimes it gets overwhelming because I love to listen to things, but then I'll listen to an audiobook or a podcast and I'll be like, oh my God, I should have taken notes on that. Yeah. I should have got the paperback version yeah. of it or, you know, and so I, I love that you have those options. So that way everybody knows it truly is that one-stop shop because yes. they don't have to go read it. They could go listen, they can go watch. So that's super that's cool. That's my goal. Yes. Yes. Now I think you have an ebook on your site as well. What is in that? 
so that's, it's a workbook. If you really, it's for people who just are like starting out and don't know where to begin. So the workbook is like, all right, here are some sample budgets. Are you looking to go for $3,000 or is this a once in a lifetime trip and you're going to spend $10,000? So it's like, here's some samples. So you kind of have an idea of which hotels you can stay at and what types of tickets you should get. And so it kind of walks you through step-by-step. So it's like, here's like, let's come up with a budget. Let's decide which resort you want to stay at. Let's talk about the different ticket options. So that way you can plan out your trip on your own and kind of know what to expect before you start booking things. So this is a a great resource if you are new to Disney World and you're not sure where to begin because it can be so overwhelming. It really can. Definitely. And if you've never been, you don't know how much it costs. And so to understand that, hey, like maybe two to $3,000 is probably the minimum of what you need to plan out spending, even if it's just you going by yourself. Like, Right. And and there are 20 something resorts. So try like you, I end up, even I do this and like, I am somebody who talks about it all the time. I get choice paralysis with the resorts (laughs) where I'm like, which was like, which resort should I stay at? Like, should I save a little money and go here? Should I spend a little more money? Cause it's more convenient, but I love the theming at this one. Like I get such choice paralysis and I do this like all day, every day. So I'm here to try and help other people so that mm-hmm. that does not happen to them. Yes. And that can be super overwhelming too. And I think my take on that is, I think I told you this in, in the, where you interviewed me when it came to like my indulgences is I want to try something new. So right now I want to try a new hotel. So if I haven't been there yet, that's on my list and I'm just going to pick one. So it yeah. might be a blind pick, but I'm going to pick one. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes it's the fun way to do it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, No, my goal is to stay at all of the resorts. I have not stayed at all the resorts yet. So like, I'm kind of with you on that where I'm like, ooh, I should just like change it up every time instead of going to the same resorts every time, like really experience every single resort. Yeah. So I'm with you. How many have you stayed in? Like close your eyes. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. You know, I'm not, I'm not even sure. Um, I'm not sure because we've been going since I was a kid. Mm Mm-hmm. Gosh, I don't know. Uh, I have not stayed at some of the newer ones. We're staying at Boardwalk later this year because that one I haven't stayed. I haven't stayed at Yacht Club. I haven't, you know, I haven't stayed at the Value Resorts. That's where okay. I need to stay. I haven't stayed at any of the Value Resorts. Gotcha. And so those are those, kid-friendly, very kid-friendly. They are. My hesitation with those, though, is because they're so far from the park. Mm-hmm. And it's like, the reason I keep putting it up, like, cost-wise, it's great. But the reason I keep putting it off is because it's so far from the park and my kids are, or my youngest is still in a stroller. So uh, the of like having to fold a stroller up to go on the bus. Wait for like, the bus. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that like, it's, I'm hesitant to do it, but. No, I totally get it. And I have to say personally, I've stayed at a couple of the value resorts, but that was before I realized that value resorts don't have exercise rooms. And so now I don't want to stay at them because I know. Yeah. yeah. But, but it's like, it's, you know, it's what is important to you. And uh, right. Yeah. Yes. It's like, are you, is that worth spending a little bit more money? Well, yeah. so then let's talk about being a mom and planning a Disney vacation. What okay. do people need to think about when it comes to the planning? And then maybe some tips for actually being at the park when it comes into having your kids with you. Okay. So when you're traveling with kids, I'd say, like we just said, you need to think about the resort you're going to stay at. So 
you know, the value resorts are themed really well for kids. Like the rooms are often, you know, the themed after movies and the pools are really cool, but you're going to have to take a bus to and from the park. So that means folding up strollers. So these are all things to consider. The resorts that are walking distance are going to be the deluxe resorts. So those are going to be way more money. So is that in your budget? So those are things to consider when booking. Um, as far as when you're in the parks, my, what I always suggest for people is to plan out your mornings mm -hmm. and then in the afternoon, leave that open. And that way, like if little ones need a nap or, or they need like a cool down time, you can go nap, swim, and kind of refresh before heading back out to the parks. Yeah. And I mean, that's true with adults too. Like it I'm really like is. So like I need to go <laughs> in and like take a moment sometimes, but but yeah, yeah, like I think that's especially important with little ones, like in keeping them on a schedule. So like, if you know your kid needs a nap, think about that. Like when you're planning out your days, you know, mm -hmm. like, should we head back to the resort? There's so much to do and see, you're not going to see it all. Like take that hour, take a nap, let everybody be refreshed. Otherwise everyone's going to be miserable later in the day. So try and stick to schedules. Like, I think that's all really important as well, especially with like little ones. Definitely. And well, not that I have little ones, but I was telling you before the last trip we had, we went with a friend and her six-year-old daughter who had never been. And it was very evident when it was nap time and when we needed a cool down time and just everybody yeah. go your separate ways and we're all going to go take a break. <laughs> yeah. Some, I mean, and, or like, even you know, if you have older kids too, like sometimes older kids want to sleep in. Do you want to wake them up and then you have like a grumpy, you know, teenager or preteen who doesn't want to be there? Or do you want to let them sleep a little bit? And mm -hmm. it's like, yeah, you won't be there right when the park opens, but you will have a happier teenager, <laughs> which is something we all want, right? So mm -hmm. like stick to schedules if you can. I think that that's always helpful, especially with children. Yes, I have to agree. And I, I think it goes for everybody. That's something I try to push to people when they're planning, you know, trying to take their health and their nutrition into consideration. I say, figure out what your normal schedule is. And if you don't normally eat until afternoon, then don't plan any elaborate breakfast buffets. Or if you yeah. normally work out in the morning, then try to arrange a workout first thing in the morning and don't try to be at the parks at rope drop. <laughs> yeah, I you think know? that's pretty, it's pretty universal. Like if your kid is has, you know, a meal schedule, try your best to stick to it. And I know like the restaurants are less crowded if you eat lunch at 2 PM or whatever. And maybe with the time change, you can do that. I don't know. But like, these are things to at least consider when you're booking things. Like, is your kid going to be hangry if you wait or are they, you know, right. that like it ruins the whole day. It's like you plan these meals months and months in advance. You don't want it ruined because you have, you know, a screaming three-year-old who mm -hmm. is tired and hungry and doesn't want to meet Mickey Mouse anymore. Like it just doesn't help anybody. Yeah. Your, your envision for the magical vacation is down the drain. If you don't yeah. plan it around their, their necessities. Yeah. And I think being flexible is part of that too. Like on our last trip, um, I had all of these fast pass reservations booked. And then very suddenly my son was like, I don't want to go on those rides. Like I, he's like, I want to meet characters like just out of nowhere. He just was like, I don't want to do those rides. <laughs> he decided like he had the autograph book and he just decided he wanted to meet every single character that he could meet. So like all of my plans went out the window and it wasn't what I expected, but like that's, it made it so much fun. And 
you know, we were flexible. Like we still did, we kept some of the rides, but like we tried to be more flexible with it because it's, you know, at the end of the day, like you're here to have fun. You can't be like, I'm forcing you to go on this ride and have a great <laughs> time and it will be magical. Like you can't do that. So you right. have to listen to your kids and be willing to be flexible with your plans. Are you a Disney fan, but you're kind of stressing a little bit because there is so much to do before you go. You don't even know how you're going to handle it all. And you're just already thinking about how much you're going to accidentally indulge on all of those magical goodies and then come home and have to probably diet. Come on. I know you don't want that. I don't want that for you. I don't want that for anyone. Not my friends, not my family, not my clients. Nobody needs that. And I figured out the right way to plan your Disney vacation to include just enough health and fitness to make sure that you come home without feeling guilty about the magical vacation you had and feeling like you need to diet. My brand new Healthy Disney ebook is now available on Amazon in Kindle or ebook format as well as paper book, paperback format. So I'm really excited to share that with you. It'll be available in audio version as well soon, but I do highly recommend the paperback version. It's really quite like a workbook. There's a ton of activities in there that really take you through mindset and figuring out how to handle objections and talking to the rest of the people that are going on vacation with you and figuring out your workout strategy and how to have some of the fun magical foods, but then make sure you get some of the healthy stuff in there too. So if you're interested, head on over to Amazon or there will be a link in the show notes below and just type in healthy Disney and you'll see a picture of me flexing next to Pluto. So click on that ebook. All right. I hope you enjoy it. And I can't wait to hear what you think. Are you struggling with finding the time to make or buy healthy meals for yourself and your family? Trust me, I get it. I am swamped with running back and forth across town during the day, going client to client and not having a second to myself until I get home at night. And honestly, by the time I get home, I do not want to plan a meal or go out to the store for ingredients and then come home and make dinner for myself and my husband. This is why I order healthy organic meals from Caspiana Catering every week. So each week, Jessica Commages and her team put together a beautiful menu of super nutrition meals that include things like vegan entrees, seafood entrees, rainbow veggie spiral salads, protein breakfast porridge, nourishing glow bowls, and then my favorite, the super seed chocolate almond butter raw bar. I know, it sounds amazing. It is. <laughs> These meals are packed with organic foods and micronutrients that will fuel your day, but without the guilt. I promise. Now, if you're interested in saving some time and boosting your health, then head on over to caspianacatering.com and use the code DANNY15, D-A-N-Y-E-1-5, to save 15% on your first order. Side note, these meals are only available in Shreveport, Bossier, Louisiana, and you must get your orders in by Saturday for Monday pickup or delivery. I can't wait to see what you get, and I hope you enjoy. Yeah, I think that's really great advice. Flexibility, you know, it's, it's a combination, right? That structure and the flexibility. Yes. You have to have a plan. Think, yeah, that's why I say like plan your morning out. Like, you know, plan your morning, what rides you want to go and pick your fast pass. Because once you go through all of your fast pass, you can add more to your account, right? So plan your morning out and then go into lunch. And then if you are, if everyone's like still ready to go, then go on more rides or do more stuff at the parks. If 
kids are starting to get cranky or if you're hot or tired or like, you know, my husband's starting to get cranky as often as the case (laughs) happens, you know, (laughs) go take a nap, you know? So like we, the last time we went, the boys all went, the, my two boys and my husband all went to the pool and I went back to the hotel room with the baby and she laid down to take a nap and I laid down to take a nap. So they got to swim and cool off. I got to rest in the room and then we all got up and were refreshed and ready to head back to the park. So if you can, there were days where we pushed it, but like, if you can push it, push it, but don't force it, I think. Yeah. That's really good advice. Everybody should be taking notes. (laughs) So tell me a little bit about where you get all of your information from, because I know on your podcast, you are putting out like the brand new information from Walt Disney World. So where are you going to get that info? I, oh gosh. Um, I follow all sorts of like just from Disney, from Disney's sites, um, Orlando news sites, Walt Disney World News. So just anywhere just to keep up to it because things are like it's daily at this point. There's so much going on, (laughs) you know, like with everything happening in 2019, there's so much going on. So I'm like constantly checking to see if there are any updates on anything happening with the parks. As far as like news stuff, like, yeah, I just am like constantly (laughs) checking for any updates released by Disney World. But as far as like planning stuff, it's just experience either my experience or people that I know. And mm-hmm. that's so like, I, I just, I speak to what I know. And if I don't know, I talk to cast members, like I'll just ask an employee because that's the fastest way to find an answer. Right. So I just go right that's to the source. True. Yes. Okay. Yeah, so I, yeah, go ahead. Uh, you know, I think a lot of people don't like, they don't want to ask cast members. They don't want to call Disney. They don't, you know what I mean? So it's, I look at it as like, I'm here to do that for you. Like, that's mm-hmm. fine. Do you find then that people send you questions that they don't want to ask themselves? Yes. 100% yes. And I'm totally fine with that. Like, that's what I'm here for. And I think that's part of why, like, I try to be as open as possible on like social media or with the podcast. I'm always encouraging people to reach out to me because there's no stupid question. There's no silly question. And sometimes like, as I found when I was trying to help my family, like when you try and look stuff up, if you're like Googling it, you'll get articles from 2012. And so when you see that your first question is like, well, this is several years old. Is this even accurate anymore? So that's like, if people want to ask me questions that they could, you know, look up themselves, I'm totally fine with that because like, unfortunately with the internet, there's no way to tell like, well, what's still accurate and what's out of date and unless it's coming from the source directly. So I have no issue being the one doing the research if I don't know the answer doing the research. Yeah. That's awesome. So what would you say is people's best way to reach out to you if they do have questions that they want you to do the research on? (laughs) Uh, Well, uh, there's a contact form on my website, or you can just email me at julie at wwdw.com. I get a lot of messages on Facebook too, like wherever I'm, I'm an open book. So (laughs) wherever they can find me. Oh, that's super cool. So other than the updated info that you put out really consistently on your podcast, tell us a little bit more about your podcast. I know it's your baby. I know you love it. So what can we listen to on your podcast? Who are you interviewing? Like what kind of information are you putting out? What kind of perspectives are on there? I just, I want to help people to plan the best that they can. So it's all like planning focus. So what's going to help you to have a great vacation? So that could mean a number of things. So I talk about 
ways that I've used to save money, for example. So like here's some tricks that I've used to get discounts on resort rooms or to get discounted gift cards or, you know, things of that nature. You and I discussed being healthy and finding ways to eat right because when you're on vacation, like if that's something that's important to you, how are you going to plan a vacation to Disney World where everything is like Mickey shaped and covered in chocolate, right? So (laughs) maybe that's important to you. So I try and, um, I try and talk about just different aspects of planning, ways to make it easier, um, ways to save money, just anything that's going to help you along the way. Um, I talk to some people about their trips. So like trip reports, because I think that can also be helpful hearing somebody else's trip and what worked for them and what didn't work for them. And maybe they're in a similar situation. And so I think it gives you an idea of like, all right, well, here's what they did and what's going on. And so that can also be helpful. So I really, I try to keep it um, planning focused, but I want to touch as many different aspects of planning as possible. Yeah. And I think that's great. And I did listen to your, your budgeting podcast for Dizzy and it was really cool because it was tips that you know, can apply to Disney, but they can also apply to your regular, you know, budgeting and saving so that if you want to spend that money on Disney, you can, or if you want to save it for another means you can too. So it's very practical. Yeah. And that took me years to figure out (laughs) how to save money. Oh man. So you're saving all of us years. (laughs) Yes. Well, I like, you know, we went to Disney for years and years. And then in my twenties, when like, you know, my mom's no longer paying for it. I'm like, huh, suddenly I can't afford it anymore. And so it took me forever. (laughs) Yeah. Like, oh, it took me forever to figure out, like I would try and save money and my savings account would be gone. Like mm-hmm. food be, I'm like, where did all that money go that I put in there? And so just like real simple things. It's like, here's the things that I have learned over the years that have helped me save a little bit of money. And so I'm hoping that I can help other people to save some money and take that dream vacation. Cause for so many people going to Disney world is just, it's a one time once in a lifetime thing. So like if I can help them make the most out of it and save money to make it a great trip and and, you know, get the most out of their time there, then that's, you know, I've, I've done my job. That's my goal. That's what I want to do at the end of the day. Yes. And I think you're doing a great job of it because Thank you. I'm listening to all the episodes and I love them. So <laughs> it helps. You. it's helping to give me content too, because I'll hear the news and the upcoming stuff. And I'm like, Ooh, I need to talk about that. Oh, I don't know about that. Oh, that's super interesting. So oh, there's me yeah, well, it's every day. <laughs> Sometimes I'll record the podcast a couple of days in advance. And yeah. by the time it drops, I'm like, something new has happened. Like ah, there's just evergreen 2019, content. 2019 has just so much is going on. It's really exciting. Very yeah. Exciting. Yeah. It's so hard to keep up with. Well, then let's dive into that a little bit. What is coming up at Disney in 2019 that we should all be aware of? So my, my favorite thing, the thing I'm most excited about is Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, which is a new land in Hollywood Studios, and it's going to open in fall of this year. We still don't have a date, which really stinks. Mm -hmm. Disneyland, they announced a date um, in June, but Disney World, we still don't know when it's going to open. I will be there in November, so like, fingers crossed. I would imagine by then, like later in November, that it'll be open, but I hope so. With these big construction projects, like if something happens. Yeah. So hopefully it'll be done soon, but that's the thing I'm most excited about. It's going to be really interactive 
and like, you know, it's, you're, you go to the canteen is the restaurant and that's, it's supposed to be based on like the bar restaurant where Han Solo was. And, um, so there's, I know it's so exciting. (laughs) There's like aliens and stuff that you can interact with. Oh, that's so cool. Several new rides. There's going to be a life-size Millennium Falcon ride. I cannot, I just am like geeking out so hard and (laughs) maybe today will be the day that they announce it. So I cannot wait. Are you going to stay in that hotel? That's, I guess it's supposed to be like an interactive, like all inclusive Star Wars hotel. That one's not opening this year. Okay. I don't remember the date on that one. That's going to be a little bit down the road. So, I mean, hopefully like that's (laughs) make a reservation I'll be doing that once they start accepting reservations yeah I will be the first one to be booking that but that's so uh, my husband wants to stay in that (laughs) oh me too me too and like the the um artwork that they've released like the concept art looks so cool so I'm just like geeking out hardcore over it. I cannot wait for this land to open. So that's like the biggest thing in 2019 is that land. But there's like Mickey's 90th birthday celebration is going on now. So there are all sorts of like little shows and stuff that are going on at the parks and just, you know, all sorts of like little things happening. And there's uh, a new ride coming to Hollywood Studios, Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway, which is another one I like tongue twister, like WWDW, Runaway yes. Railway. Every time I'm like, well, I want to try to say it, but I'm really excited about that. I don't know if you've seen on the Disney channel, like I've got three kids. So, you know, the Disney channel is always on in my house, Yeah. but the new, the newish Mickey cartoons, they kind of remind me of like, it's okay. So it's not quite as like vile, but like, you remember Ren and Stimpy? Uh-huh. Like it, it kind of reminds me of that, like the animation style. Like it's, it's definitely for older kids. And I know a lot of hardcore Disney people aren't crazy about it. I love it. I think do it's you? so fun. I do. I absolutely love it. And so that's like the inspiration for the new ride that's coming to Hollywood studios is you're on this, um, railway car you're on this train and goofy's the conductor and it's all like this animation so you're riding with mickey and minnie and so i think that's i was really sad when the great movie ride closed which is in the chinese mm-hmm. theater at hollywood studios and that's what's replacing it okay so i'm excited to see like what this ride's all about and it's the first ride that features mickey as like a part of the ride so that's i don't know crazy. i think it's it's yeah, isn't it? Like, you know, I, I had never really thought about that. But then when I read that, I was like, yeah, I guess that is true. Yeah, so, I didn't think about that either. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm super excited about it because I love that animation. Mm-hmm. I think it sounds like a, a really fun ride. So, and I love Hollywood Studios. But that, I mean, that's being overshadowed. Star Wars is definitely like the big right. thing. Yeah. Yeah, I know Hollywood Studios has kind of been slow, I guess, the past few years, but now with Toy Story Land and then Star Wars. It'll never be slow again. Yeah, Yeah. you're right. (laughs) We we were there the week before Toy Story Land opened. Okay. We did the whole park in like half a day, maybe. Like it's, we weren't there that long. Now I could still spend the whole day there. Like even when it was slow, I was like, I love this park. Like I love the stormtroopers that like walk up and down and we, you know, meeting Chewie and they have at like the launch bay there, mm-hmm. you can see all the Star Wars memorabilia. So like, I'm just a big nerd and I love it. And even when it was 
like the slower park, I was still like, this is the best. This is my favorite park. So yeah, I don't think it'll ever be like that again, though, where it's the slower parks. Like now that Toy Story Land's there, and then in a few more months, we have a whole new land coming and a new ride. And I just, it'll never be the same. Yeah. But maybe once Hollywood Studios is jam-packed, it'll kind of give a breather in the other parks. Maybe. maybe. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. At I least for see. a while, I think that's true. Like I, you know, we, we planned this trip in November and we were like, oh, well, you know, we'll go right after Thanksgiving, which is historically the slowest time. Like not that there's ever a slow time, but that is, you know, historically the slowest Mm -hmm. time at Disney. But like the more I'm thinking about it, I'm like, if Star Wars land opens the holiday weekend, which it Mm -hmm. very well could, like it could open that weekend. Yeah. uh, We're going to be looking at like massive crowds. And that's part of why I was like, we need to stay at the boardwalk so that we can walk to Hollywood studios and not have to rely on any form of transportation. Like we need to be able to walk there just in case that's opening weekend. Yeah. I mean, they, they tend to open these lands on long weekends so, I mean, I, we'll see. I don't know. Yeah. I had never been to the boardwalk until my last trip and I was amazed. I was like, okay, I can, it's right there outside of Ep- Epcot. Yeah. I can walk to Hollywood studios. There's like four, five, four or five different hotels right there. The Swan, the Dolphin. The Swan and Dolphin, uh, yep. the Yacht Club mm-hmm. and the boardwalk. Yeah. Yep. Are right there. Yeah. And I was just, I was like, oh my gosh, there's like a whole new section of the park I've never seen. <laughs> it was cool. And it just, I kind of opened it's, up the, it's know, such more a cool activities. Area. Yeah. Yeah. You can do like the Surrey bikes over there and there's restaurants and bars and like, just, it's so cool. It's just such a cool area. Yeah. Well, I'm excited to go back and yeah, walking to the parks. I, I mm-hmm. definitely don't want to stay far from the parks again. We used to stay at um, the, I think it was the Wyndham, which was really, it was very close to um, Disney Springs. But again, okay. it was quite a drive. But if we wanted to walk to Disney Springs every night, it was across the street. So it was like, what did, what did we want to be close to and things like that. But now that I've seen all these other places, I'm like, oh, I don't want to stay off Disney property. <laughs> it's, like the hard thing though, is anywhere that you can walk is a deluxe resort. So like you already, your price has gone up considerably. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a huge difference. Okay. So WDW, Walt Disney World, right? Did Mm -hmm. you always go to Walt Disney World as a kid or have you been to Disneyland? Do you cover anything at Disneyland? Where's the difference? I, so I have been to Disneyland. I grew up only going to Disney World. We always drove to Disney World growing up. We would stop in Myrtle Beach and then we would, we'd spend like a night or two in Myrtle Beach and then we'd drive to Orlando. So that was uh, always when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I was a teenager, we lived for several years in Southern California. So I did go to Disneyland. I know less about Disneyland though. Like I know, I know enough, mm-hmm. but I, I don't cover Disneyland. That would be something like I, people ask me all the time, like, oh, are you going to do a Disneyland website? I don't know. I don't know. Like as of right now, no, but that doesn't mean that in the future I might not Mm-hmm. want to cover that. I'm thinking if that does happen, it would be like, I would work with somebody who's more of a Disneyland expert. Yeah. Cause my focus is really, and I'm all about like niching down and really being specific. Like this is a thing that I know. And I know a lot about, mm-hmm. like I could, 
I could do Disneyland, but like my focus and my knowledge is here. And so that's really, I'm going to double down on that Yeah, and share that with everybody. Yeah. Makes sense. I'm, I'm the same way. I've been to Disneyland a couple of times, but most of my life it's been Disney world. Yeah. So, and I did Disneyland's yeah. a very different experience. It's just like when you go to world you're in the Disney bubble like they have so much land so you like <laughs> I pass the sign and you're like we're here but like you don't see like the castle or anything right you're just yes. so it's, you're like oh I still have to drive a bit to get yeah. to where you've to entered where the realm of Disney <laughs> yeah where it's like Disneyland you just like you're just driving in the city and then there it is like it's just a completely different experience than mm-hmm. Disney World. Like they're just they're they're very different. I've like I haven't been to Disneyland since I was a teenager. So like I'm not the person to be discussing Disneyland. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that like I wouldn't want right. to go explore that. Um maybe down the line. We'll see. Mm-hmm. My husband was he has clients in Southern California. We were actually just talking the other day about it. I was like, oh I should go with you and check out Disneyland and like yeah, just really pop over there. Wow, the differences. <laughs> yeah. Works. You know, because mm-hmm. they like they're very similar. Disneyland and Magic Kingdom are very similar, but they're also very different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'd be I'd super curious. to like explore that. Yeah, I'd love to explore that more. And then the difference I guess between is it Disneyland and then California Adventure. There's probably yeah, some major see, the differences. The last time I too. went, I don't think California Adventure was even there. Like that's how Same. long it's been since yeah. I since I've been, I remember we went and they had, um, like the paper fast pass. And I was, that was the first time I experienced that. And my mind was blown. I was like, Whoa, like we're in the future. (laughs) Reserve ride time. Yes. And like, you look at it now, like you would go up to a kiosk and hit a button and they'd be like, all right, come back at 2 PM. And now like you look at it now where it's like months in advance. You're like, they still have paper fast passes. (laughs) Like when I, the first time I experienced that, I was like, this is amazing. Oh, I love it. I love it. Yeah. Well, hopefully we get a chance to go there at some point. What about overseas? Have you been to any of the overseas parks or the cruise? Not to Disney. No, no, I would, I would love to, but no, I've, it's just the Disneyland and Disney World and Disney World is really where most of my time has been spent. Yeah. I I would really love to explore the other ones because I know like, just there's so many similarities, but there are also mm-hmm. so many differences. So I would really love to explore it and see if like maybe one park is a better fit for somebody than another park. Like I'm just very curious about that because there are people who yeah. does there are people who are like, no, Disneyland is yeah, like the end all. So it's like I would love to explore that more and see like, mm-hmm. okay, why do you feel that way? Like what's different about this park versus the other park? Yeah, I think it would be a cool the extension one day. Yes. Yeah. Same. Yeah, there's definitely. So much. It's like there's so much content just at Disney World. There's so many things that change so frequently. It's hard to even get out of that because there's so and much. That's a big part of it where it's like, I would love to look at other things, but I'm so focused on Disney World and there's so much that I need to still cover, you know, and there's so much changing and there's so much coming up where it's like, I, I could branch off, but I really want to put 100% into this. And this is what I'm focusing on. And if I'm really going to help people, then Mm -hmm. like, let's, let's really dive into this. Yeah. That makes perfect sense. Something I want to dive into with you is something I saw on your website, which was focusing on 
dating at Disney, like going with your husband and having date nights. Yeah. So, so many of us think, oh, Disney's for kids. Like I can't go there. I'm too old, but that's really not the case anymore. So can you give us kind of a, a deep dive on why we should consider going as adults, what there is to do yeah. and how you can have a good time and not feel like you're in a kid's world? I could not believe what a different experience Disney was going with just me and my husband. So like just background on my like Disney experience was like, I grew up going. So it was me, my mom and my dad and my two brothers and our station wagon. <laughs> like It was all family all the time. And then going as an adult, it's, you know, I have a seven-year-old, a nine-year-old and an almost two-year-old. So it's again, like all like kids stuff. So we, when that, I mentioned that trip I went on with extended family, I was like, oh my God, this is my opportunity to really explore the parks without my children, <laughs> you know, like to just do adult stuff. And my mom took the kids and my husband and I got to just explore the parks with just the two of us. And it is like a completely different place. If you've only <laughs> ever gone with children, going by yourself is just, it's completely different. It is one of the most beautiful things at night. Like just the lights are gorgeous. It's like, I, I don't even know how to describe it. Like I'm just such a cheese ball. Like so Aww, go yes. back to that. Like I'm such a dork. <laughs> but like, it's, it's so magical and wonderful. And there's so many adult things to do. So there are like, you know, everybody knows like, oh, you drink around the world at Epcot. So that's yeah, like that immediately is an option. Like you go, like there's fine dining, like incredible fine dining. There's um, like different tours you can take that are adult only tours. I mean, it's just to say that Disney is a place for kids is just not accurate. Like if you're into golf, like there's golfing at Disney World, like that's an option for you. Like there's just shopping at Disney Springs. I mean, there's- It's incredible. <laughs> yeah, yes. There are endless things to do for adults. If you have the opportunity to go just with a spouse or a friend or just go on an adult trip, I would highly recommend it. And I think if you've never been- or you've only been with kids, you'd really be surprised at the things that you can do just with adults. And even like going on rides with just like, it's completely different going with kids. It just is. So the, I cannot wait. Like I love my children. I love my children, but I cannot wait until my oldest is old enough to be left alone with like to babysit the other two so that my husband and I will have more of an opportunity to do like date night stuff when we go to Disney. Um, or if like, you know, you don't have extended family going with you. Like I was very lucky that my mom was kind enough to take the children so that we had this opportunity. There are babysitting options. Mm -hmm. There's like at the contemporary resort, there's, um, the Pixar place club for kids. And so your kids could go and they meet, uh, Pixar characters from, I think it's Toy Story and the Incredibles. And oh, so they get to watch awesome. movies and meet characters. And so it's like a blast for them. And yeah. then you get to go and have some adult time. So like there are options or there are even nanny services where if you need like an extra pair of hands, mm -hmm. you can have somebody come and it's a babysitter with a background check. If that's something you're comfortable with, they can help you around the parks or just like babysit wherever you're staying. Really? Oh, yeah. I knew that there, they would come to your hotel, but I didn't realize mm -hmm. they could come with you to the parks. They, that's yeah. A game changer for parents. Holy cow. Yeah. And I, if you do, if that's something that's like, you know, you're interested in, 
Um, I would meet them at the parks because they require like extra payment for transportation or the time it takes you to get here or there. But, but yeah, like it's definitely a doable option if you need another set of hands. So if you're out, if your children outnumber you like mine do. <laughs> if you then had to recommend say your top restaurant, your top ride and top hotel to stay at with kids and then without kids. <laughs> Oh, see, that's so hard because a lot of it depends on like your personal budget. But I will say for me, I think with or without kids, I'm obsessed with the Polynesian. That is my favorite resort. Now, I mean, it's going to be on the pricey end, um, but it's so beautiful. The theming's so fun. You're on the monorail line, so it's easy to get where you're going. It's just, you can get sushi there, as we learned earlier, which is my new food obsession or my recent food obsession. That'll probably change next week. But, but so that I think with or without kids, that's just like, that's my personal favorite. If you're looking for something more on a budget, um, I like the um, Port Orleans Riverside, which is one of the moderate resorts. It's gorgeous like just beautiful grounds they have like surrey bikes there you can take boats to disney springs it's just beautiful the, just the property is absolutely beautiful and they've got you know the water slides and the and the pool for the kids so i think for those are my two favorite um resort resort choices Oh gosh, food. Oh, that's a tough one. <laughs> I think my so I think my favorite restaurant um, if you have kids, is Garden Grill at Epcot. So that one is in, it's right by the land ride. So it's in the land pavilion and it's a rotating restaurant and it's a character meal with Chippendale. It's just so much fun. Like it's, I, I Chippendale are two of the most fun characters. Like they will goof around with you and, you know, it's like, <laughs> they are very cute and they ham it up. And they're just a blast. So I think that's, and the food's really good. It's served family style and it's um, reminiscent of a Thanksgiving meal. So you'll get like turkey and mashed potatoes. It's real heavy food. So maybe like for, like we did it last time for lunch and I was like, this is so good, but I want to die. So I would say maybe for dinner, mm -hmm. you know, more so than lunch since it's often 90 degrees in Orlando, but, yeah, so um, nice but the food is, and that AC yeah. Yeah, the food is so good. Um, gosh, for just adults. <laughs> what? They put goldfish on top of the mac and cheese that they served the last time I was at that restaurant. Oh, they, you know, my kids got mac and cheese. I don't remember goldfish being on it. Oh. I need to write a letter. I should have gotten those goldfish. You owe me some goldfish. <laughs> I think for adults, I would say, um, and I'm going to say this wrong, uh, Le Cellier, what are the Canadian Steakhouse. Okay, I think that's say it. It's, it's just divine. It's so good. Like if you're looking for a really great steak, that is the place to go. It can be harder to get reservations. So that's when you need to be like ready to go months in advance to get that reservation. But it's so, so good. So good. I'll have to go uh, let's see. I think my current favorite ride is uh, Seven Dwarves Mine Train. And I like that one because not only is it a roller coaster, but it's also animatronics. So you get like the best of both worlds in that one. So I think that's, that one I think is my current favorite just for that reason. Mm -hmm. And I 
think you would definitely recommend get a fast pass for that one, right? Yes. Yes. I couldn't get a fast pass last time, but if you get there at rope drop, you can like just make that your first stop and you should be okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's so cute. Have, did you get the, the little video that they put together? Yes. Oh, I still watch it because it's, so it's cute. I know oh, I it's love it. a fantastic perk to buying the uh, photo package, mm-hmm. the memory maker photo package or those little videos. Yeah, totally agree. I, I love that their technology is just, oh, it's so creative. It really is. Yeah. You, you don't have to scan your band or anything. Like I, I, I absolutely love it. Like they just send you your photos I'm like oh, technology. It's yeah, great. Like, great. I didn't have to bring a camera. I didn't have to do any of that. Yeah. 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 Good stuff. All right. I'm super excited. So now everybody has their, their go-to things that they need to plan for. So what else is new and exciting for you guys? What's coming up for W double your WDW um, in, in the 2019 <laughs> in the near future? Uh, gosh, I guess just uh, more of the same. I'm excited to go back and check out everything that's coming up. Um, new podcast episodes every week. So it just, you know, just more hitting the the grindstone. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Well, and again, Disney has so much, you're going to be covering a lot. I know it's, yeah, there's just so much going on. It's, I, I don't know how I'm going to keep up and they, like they, (laughs) announced like party dates for Halloween already. And so, which I assume is because the new lands are opening. So it's like, Mm -hmm. oh my God, are they going to release the Christmas date soon? And so it's just a lot to to keep up on, but it's so exciting. (laughs) It is. It is. (laughs) Oh my goodness. All right. So kind of wrapping things up, where can everybody find you, follow you, connect with you, listen to your podcast, all that good stuff. Uh, the podcast you can find wherever you listen to podcasts, just search double your WDW. So Walt Disney world, WDW. Mm-hmm. Um, I know it's a tongue twister, <laughs> uh, the website, uh, I'm also most active on Facebook and Instagram. So you can just search for me there as well. Awesome. And I love hearing from people. So Yes. So everybody Please reach go, out. Yeah. Go yeah. Out, send her questions. Go, joke, go, blah, blah, blah. go check out the workbook on your site, especially if you're a first timer. And if you want literally the most up-to-date information, that's where it's going to be. Double your WDW. <laughs> we'll be able to say it one of these days. Oh my gosh. I feel like I had it under wraps, but I think I was just saying it in my head. And then I tried to say it out loud. Yeah. It wasn't happening the way I thought it was going to. <laughs> But you'll never forget, right? I won't. I won't. So before we close out with our last question, is there anything else you'd like to leave our listeners with today? Uh, I don't think so. I think this has been really great. And uh, if you are looking for more Disney information, just hit me up. I'm here. Awesome. Will do. Well, as you, everybody listening knows, this podcast is all about fitness, food, and travel and travel, not always meaning vacation, but staying up, you know, busy in your life. And how do you fit all that in? But um, with Disney, like what it would be your best maybe um, travel tip that you can offer everybody as far as taking action on it today? Uh, I think if you, if you already have a trip planned, just being organized and being prepared. I think that's with Disney especially, there's so much planning involved. So just if you know you want to go, just be organized and be, have at least a a skeleton plan in place so that you know what you're doing each day. If you aren't yet booked, but you're, this is something you're thinking about doing. Um, there are a ton of great resources on my website 
Or I would also suggest talking to a Disney-specific travel agent. It's a great way to have somebody else crunch the numbers. Because like I said before, there's just so many choices, right? There's such choice paralysis when it comes to the 20 something resorts and and then you know you throw in offsite resorts or hotels and so have somebody else help you or guide you if it feels overwhelming because there really is a lot to planning these types of trips um, it's not just like a place that you can take your kids and wing it on the last minute so yeah. have somebody help you like I'm here to help or if not me find a Disney specific travel agent and let them help you along the way, they can guide you into a great vacation. Perfect. And do you work with any spe specific Disney travel agents that you recommend? I, I do. I have a travel agent. Her name is Sierra Dozer. She works with destinations in Florida and, um, her and I have been working together for a while. In fact, she was just on my podcast. We recorded earlier today oh, cool. just because she knows things that like, I don't even know just because she like, it is a job requirement that she stays up to date on like Disney rules and regulations for bookings and what's going on at different resorts so that she can help people get into the right resort. So she, I trust her completely and, um, she's a great resource for booking Disney vacations. So if you're going to find a travel agent, um, you can either go through my website and I can help put you in contact with her. Or if you're going to look for your own, I would just, my recommendation would be make sure they are Disney specific. I made the mistake of booking a trip with a non-Disney travel agent. Mm -hmm. And it turns out that like, they can't do half the things that a Disney travel agent can do. So even if you're like, I'm going to find my own travel agent, that's fine. But I like, I really would highly recommend that you go through a Disney specific one because they'll be able to help you book rides, restaurants, any extra events. They'll help you be able to to put together an itinerary. Whereas like my travel agent was just like, all right, here's your hotel. Like mm. you're on your own. She's like, you might want to book stuff ahead of time. It books up quickly. I'm like, yeah, I know, but that's, you're not going to help me with that. She's like, no, no, I can't do that. So oh, gosh. be sure that it's somebody who's Disney specific, what a great but that's, trip. Yeah. Yeah. And it's why before I started working with Sierra, I like interviewed travel agents like crazy because you would be shocked at how many just are not like up to par with these things. So you want to make sure that whoever you're working with is a really great travel agent and knows their Disney stuff specifically. Yeah. Wow. What a great tip. And that's so true. You don't want to be caught up assuming that somebody's going to plan out all the details and then arrive and recognize that nothing's planned. So really great tip. <laughs> yeah. Find out that it's, Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I learned from my mistake. <laughs> we will. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, Julie, thank you so much for being on the show today. I can't thank you enough. This was a ton of fun and I'm so looking forward to just continuing on with your journey and helping everybody else plan out their vacations because I have a lot of books to write. So I need all of your brand new news on Disney. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm here to help. Thank you for having me. You're so welcome. Now, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for being here and listening today. If you love this episode or if you're watching it, if you love watching it, be sure to click that subscribe button either on YouTube or your favorite podcast platform and then screenshot this episode and share it out on social media. We would love to know what you think about this episode and what you learned and we would just be super grateful. Okay.
a 30 second break to leave us an honest rating and review on the fitness empowerment podcast and on the double your WBW podcast. So thanks so much for listening and we'll see you in the next episode. Bye everyone. What an incredible episode. Again, thank you, Julie, for being here on the show with me today. I loved listening to all of your information and stories, and I can't wait to continue listening to your podcast to plan my next Disney trip, which is hopefully going to be in May of this year. But a few quick tips and summary of this podcast for now. Don't fear choice paralysis. The resources to help you make choices are on Double your WDW. Plan a Disney trip around your children's daily schedule at home. And for that matter, plan in your own naps too. So if your kids need a midday nap, then don't hesitate to give yourself some nap time too. (laughs) If you reach a stressful point mid-Disney vacation, then it is recommended that you simply stop and ask a cast member or ask Julie Whatever the question might be, there are no stupid or silly questions when it comes to making sure you have a magical and stress-free Disney vacation. Plan to have a plan and know that flexibility is the key to your successful and magical Disney vacation. Get excited about Star Wars Galaxy's Edge this year, as well as many more rides and shows and transportation options in Walt Disney World 2019. Don't be afraid to go to Disney World without kids. There is just as much at Walt Disney World, at the rides, at the parks, walking around, and at Disney Springs that you can do as an adult instead of feeling like it is just a theme park for children. However, if you are there with children and you need a babysitter, then you do have those options available to you for either in-hotel room babysitting or just an extra set of hands in the parks. And last but not least, if you are looking for a travel agent, make sure you use a Disney-specific travel agent because other travel agencies not Disney World qualified cannot do all of the things that you might need done, like waking up at 5 or 6 o'clock in the morning to get those fast passes at six months out. Thank you everyone for listening. I hope you loved this episode. If you did, make sure you screenshot it, share it out on social media, and don't forget to go ahead and leave that rating and review so that we can get your honest feedback, both for my podcast and for Julie's. So head on over there. All of the links will be in the show notes below. Thanks again for listening to episode 100, and I will talk to you in episode 101. you so much for spending time with me today and listening to the fitness empowerment podcast if you felt empowered to make a change in your life and take the next step on your health and fitness journey then please do me a favor and take a moment to share this episode with a friend who needs to hear this message this podcast is available via itunes soundcloud and anchor which shares to a multitude of other platforms so make sure you check out the platform that you enjoy most and if you really truly do enjoy this content then please do me another favor and go over to itunes give this podcast a five-star rating and an honest review and that will truly help the podcast to grow and reach as many people as possible so thank you in advance for that 
Also, if you know of someone, perhaps a friend or family member that has been through a huge struggle in their fitness and health journey and they have overcome that struggle, please pass them on to me. I would love to hear about their journey and share it with the rest of the world. Until next time, cheers to your next leap of strength.